0: From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live.
1: Germ warfare is Jeremy Nell on today's news talk radio, TNT. Germ warfare at tntradio.live. That's my email address. I'm a little bit earlier today. My uh, slot has changed. I've gone back by one hour. It's very confusing because here in Africa, we don't have daylight savings. Everywhere else in the world, uh, they've uh, figured out how to adjust their clocks. But uh, the African continent uh, doesn't quite have this figured out yet. So we, we just kind of wake up in the dark and figure figure out things, you know, with, uh, without changing the clocks. Now, on top of that, my, my, sh- my shift is now <laughs> an hour earlier. So schedule that in because now is the time that you will catch me daily. And um, jump into the live chat. Say hi, let me know in the world where you are. That's my favorite part. I am ready to chat to my guest. Let's do this. My name is Jerm. This is Jim Warfare, the battle of ideas.
0: It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't want to make American great again? People are talking about. Vilifying MAGO It's just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Oh, Todd. Hey, and Thank <laughs> you for joining me in the trenches. Hello. How are you? All the better for uh, for seeing and speaking to you yeah it's great it's been a little while yeah it has what what what's actually the reason I'm I can't remember now oh I went away
2: I went to uh a vacation um so that's, that's where did my you go excuse I went to the Dominican Republic which is a common uh vacation spot Dominic- for Canadians oh, hold on it's, it's right off the, it's it's like in the Caribbean it's next to Puerto Rico between Puerto Rico and Cuba it's it's like the same island that haiti is attached to there's just a line oh. going down the center of the island and one side Got has me. trees and the other side doesn't <laughs> so yeah why so did it, you go it was <laughs> <laughs> uh because it's warm first of all that's a canadian right. thing and he, once once november hits all canadians are trying to get away from the weather so um it's warm and uh it was you know it's island stuff with tr- with palm trees and beaches and all of that good stuff so cindy likes that i i do too if it's peaceful but this was a bit noisy
1: this particular it wasn't resort. quite as hardcore though as as my trip into the desert right <laughs> no
2: <laughs> nowhere near but i would like that better i <laughs> i like uh i like nature so, um, mm. you know, what I enjoy about the beach is, is the beach, you know, and the sun yes. and the trees and whatever. I don't care for the party boats that float by with all the screaming people on them and I've gotten old and fuddy duddy. So that's just the way it is.
1: Well, yeah. in response to a recent article you wrote, uh, in your Substack, stack, I, I guess my response to your story is so what? Yeah. So what?
2: Well, there was a lot of that. I mean, I've been kind of indoctrinated, as I think most of us have been, uh, into realizing there's a whole world going on under the surface. And even though you're in an environment with a bunch of uh, drinking, happy pool, beach people, uh, you know what's going on, uh, you know, a couple of thousand kilometers away or whatever it might be and you're kind of tainted by that. So, there was a lot of so what there just just in general, you know, just looking around and 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 being around all of all of the people. There weren't very many masks though. I was surprised. There were a lot at the airport. Probably about 5 to 10% of the people walking around at the airport. Maybe not that many. But there were masks there and on the plane. But there weren't I don't think there were any at the resort which is just because they're not told to yet, you know, it's mm. it doesn't have anything to do with anything other than monkey
1: see monkey do, you know, so. tell me a little bit about your sub stack. So what it's an interesting, very interesting uh, talking point.
2: Well, it's kind of like what we're talking about now, there's, um, if, if you're quiet, and, and you don't bring up the stuff that's going on in the world, uh, then people are relatively okay. I mean, they they don't really know that you're, you're one of those. And if you start talking about it, even in casual conversation, then because of what I have found, and of course, I, I'm not necessarily, I don't have the same experience as everybody, but what I have found is that most of the people you try to have a conversation about all of this with, uh, they don't, they're not very well informed yeah uh they don't really know the details I, I mean and not even the details they the a lot of the people I've talked to don't really know anything on the other side of the fence they've they've heard about anti vaxxers and they've they've heard about these things, but they're quickly dismissed as having no uh relevant uh insight and so because of that then they they of course don't Listen or read or anything that that smacks of of the conspiracy theories so so they know very very little and if you start talking to them and you're intelligent about it and you've got all your crap together where you can actually present an argument if it starts to make sense to them in my opinion uh, they just say well so what who cares Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't want to know about that. I, it, it's like, it doesn't matter to me. And Why I find do you that, think that is, well, what most people say they think it is, is, is a, uh, you know, a form of denial. I mean, some people, some people say it's, it's sophisticated that it actually strikes fear in their heart and they're afraid and therefore they, they have to, uh, deny it in a in an active way you know that kind of like no 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 I don't want to hear it. no you plug your ears up and you go la 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 whatever it, and I I don't think it I don't think that's what it is. Uh, it probably is with some people but I I don't even think it cuts through I I don't think people are afraid of it of what you're saying I I think they think that it's so nonsense and so unrelated to reality. Uh, that they honestly just don't want to hear it. Uh, it's yeah. like if you started talking about—I mean, pick pick a really extreme conspiracy theory. Like we joked around a lot about, like the flat Earth thing, or 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 even the terrain versus germ theory, which I think has a little bit more scientific stu- substance to it, from what I understand. Um, but you pick something like that; it, it's it's the response to to less extreme theories is the same as it would be like if you said that you had, you know, a family of uh Martians living in your backyard or something It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. What whatever. So yeah, you know, so what? If if that's if that's true, uh, I really don't care. Um the other the other explanation I've heard, which I think also could be true, but it's a little bit more uh disconcerting, is that they know somewhere somewhere in their conscious, unconscious system, they know something's gone wrong. And it it gets leaked out from mainstream sources here and there, which it has, that it wasn't handled well, that the whole COVID thing wasn't done as well as it should have been done. And they kind of formulate in their mind that, well, that's just the way it is you know we live in a very complicated culture world they make mistakes big big people make mistakes and if that's just the way it is i just have to live with it i i just have to be okay with that and so then they that's where the so what comes from it, it's it's not so much i don't want to hear it it's more of just like you know there's nothing you can do about it it, people make mistakes, and I'm okay with that. I'm glad with the decisions I made based on the information I had. And, you know, sometimes we, we don't do the, the best thing because we don't have all the information. I mean, that's what I hear all the time. They didn't have all the information. The The problem with that stance is that they did have the information. And this is, this mm. is where you'll never cut through, in my opinion, with the people that are thinking this way. Because they honestly any anything that has gone wrong, they honestly put it back on they just didn't know. they're innocent. They did you know fauci didn't know that wearing masks didn't work, and you know, just all these various things and and so you you get in this place where you go, well, okay, if that's true, if they didn't know, then I can see why your stance is the way that it is. But the fact is is that they did know and this is the thing that people will that I've talked to
1: will never get they yeah, but they will it's a defense yeah. it's a defense mechanism Todd you know when someone says so what um, Matthias Desmet has spoken extensively about about well, I guess an overlapping theme uh, he refers to it as mass formation and he reckons about a third of all people won't say so what but I I do wonder also why why that is you mentioned earlier for example that uh, if it's an extreme talking point but the the question is what is extreme um yeah oh, you know, yeah that yeah, yeah. That, fit, that fits into the idea of um, of the Overton window to me a number of these talking points are not extreme so are no, not if we no, are if all. we if we're talking about 911 uh most talking points are not extreme if we're talking about covid most talking points are not extreme uh, it's in actual fact, most things to me are not extreme and probably should be spoken about. So, I w- you know, I would never say, so what? <laughs> I know you wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't <laughs> either. Um, you know, one of the problems with people like us is that we ponder everything. And not that we've well, you know, I think one of the things that I've developed is that I, I you know, I've taken on that adage, uh, consider everything, believe nothing. I, I don't go that far, but it's it's like I don't feel pressured to make a, a to set a conclusion to what I hear. And I think a lot of people are trained to believe that they have to have a stance. I mean, look at the whole mm. the whole Israel- Palestine thing. It's like everybody feels that they have to choose a side. And I think that's part of the agenda's purpose as well is to make everything black and white that there's a yes and a no a right and a wrong to every issue it's you're either right about flat earth or you're wrong uh it either is flat or it isn't uh, or or the covid uh situation was handled poorly or it wasn't or w- whatever the point might be well i the, think there really wasn't go ahead <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well that's that's true i mean i that that's why I say I don't stick to that adage a hundred percent. I mean, I mm. do consider everything and initially believe nothing. I think that there's a point where obviously you start to believe things, and <clears throat> you know, we can, can. I have a list of those things. You know, of all of like all of the COVID issues, you can put on a list. Of, you know, and there's hundreds of them or dozens of them at least. And I can go through that list and say this is an absolute belief in in my in my world. And this I'm still on the fence with, or this is more than likely true, but I'm not going to make a stance on this. Um because I don't need to. I mean, who does? You know, if I'm the president of the United States or something, then I have to have a stance. But I'm I'm just a nobody. Doesn't doesn't matter. It's, it's Yeah, but I think the myself. idea
1: of I think the idea of having a position is a in many ways it's a divide and conquer trick I mean Sun Tzu wrote about it a long time ago many people over the over the centuries have have figured out that a good way to uh create um, division but also to create an enemy is by forcing your opponents to 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 choose a position and then you attack them on that position
2: yeah yeah i i I don't have any prior something, I believe. (laughs) Most everything we see that's going on in the world is intentional. It's an intentional Mm. manipulation. And I think that's, I think what you just described there is one of them. I think it's an intentional manipulation to divide people, uh, to create hardcore Uh, polarized positions and then have people choose one or the other. Uh, Mm. They don't like gray areas. They don't like confusion. And and this used to be kind of a, a, I mean, it was a foundation of discussion and debate was that you weren't going to have a black and white conclusion to things that anything of any importance was filled with nuance and, and gray yeah. area. I mean, that was a standard. I was taught that, believe it or not, even in school. I mean, I was, it was a clear, yeah, that's what you do. You sit around with a bunch of people and you talk about stuff. You know? And you don't divide up into teams. <laughs> like, well, what do you believe? Uh, mm. Oh, you're one of those. You're a tinfoil hat person. Okay. So, and, it, it's all dictated by, by the agenda. It's not, you know, which side to be on is already determined. You know, there is a, there is a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, Trump support, uh, conservative um, Republican in the States, whatever uh, division. And any, if you, if you adhere to any of the, of the tenants of any of those groups, you belong over there. It's it's like it's not even like I could be an ardent Trump supporter, but be completely uh, on the other side of the COVID vaccine argument, and it wouldn't matter. I could yeah. be totally on the side with the liberals on that, but it wouldn't matter because I've already been pegged as being on this side and that's the kind of thing they're looking for you know there is there is no nuance you can't be a little bit of one and a little bit
1: of another and you know todd i'm going to continue on that theme in a moment i'm just quickly going to cut to a break uh my name is jim chatting to todd hey and this is tnt radio TNT Radio's Jeremy Nell and Germ Warfare. I feel like they've hijacked some words that have meaning, sustainable and development, because now if I use the word sustainable, I feel like I'm swearing. When you go onto the United Nations website, so if you go and look at their their documentation, for example, around Agenda Agenda 2030, what you get is the kind of glossy brochure image of sustainable development. And really, when you look
0: through that public-facing, brochure, I think it's probably probably a reasonable description of it
1: of sustainable development. That's all you get. You, you just get the sound bites and you just get the claims about how wonderful it is going to be.
0: The UN states that the agenda is an agenda for transformation of the world, most perhaps acutely its economy, its industrial processes, and perhaps something that is often overlooked us, our societies and us as individuals. We are to be transformed as well. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: Take us back in time.
0: And who was Mike Flynn? He was the national security advisor to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, Cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden who came in with high expectations that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's gonna protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism, you're talking about communism socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism but the goal is the same for the state to have control of every aspect of your life we had multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue they took fewer men in the takedown of el chapo than they did to arrest me and comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together and basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're they're Republican or Democrat, people will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these
2: last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C.
0: When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com Today's News Talk Radio. Come on, let the man talk. We never censor our hosts. Good. Now talk. Uncensored News. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT.
1: Todd, uh, before the break, uh, we were chatting a little bit about divide and conquer now something that i grapple with constantly is the idea of taking sides like i'm trying to figure out when is it a good idea to take sides for example rape like i'm not going to go oh well let's you know let's keep an open mind you know it's we need to approach it with nuance i mean it's always a bad idea and so for me it's a very easy position to have um but I'm, i'm trying to figure out where one creates this this parameter inside which it's okay to have um our our lines that we draw in the sand uh, what about if it's let's say I don't know foundational values I I it's a really good question I I feel like
2: it's fine it should be fine and therefore you should you should try to do this is to make clear the things you believe in you know, where where your line is drawn. I think when you say, when should you? Well, if you're in a crowd of people that don't agree with you, uh, nowadays, it's, Im- it's impossible to have a conversation. So you may as well not draw your line. Okay, if you know you're in company of people that will not agree. If you know you're in company of some people that will agree, uh, then you might draw your line and then you'll just have a little bit of a shit fest you know, with those people that don't agree and you'll have some some uh, allies, <laughs> okay? Um, so I don't know, in in today's culture, uh, it seems like it's almost impossible to, to be a hard line with something around people that are on the opposite side of that line. I find the most difficult is when you're not on a hard line and you're around people that are one way or the other and you're in the middle like, like, if you get into a conversation, say about abortion, um, that's a good one because there's so mm. much uh, gray area in that. And personally, I can see I can see either side of that and, and see people, you know, making sense on either side of that argument. Well, if you're wishy-washy about it in a conversation with people, and you play devil's advocate, and you like say, well, what about this idea? Uh, you know, why why do you feel, even though you may feel that way yourself, you say, why do you feel um, this way, or why can't you see what that other side has to say? And uh, that's where I find it to be much more uh, difficult because you can't you can't really play the i mean you can't really see the room you you can't really see where you're going to end up does that make sense and something like that whereas if if it was a hardcore thing you would just shut up if you got attacked too hard you just pull out but when you're Mm. wishy-washy about it and you'll listen to both sides of it that's that's where you in for my in in my opinion that's where i end up being in the worst place because i can't I can't really tell where and and people people don't like that at all they they they're okay if you're an enemy, they can attack you and they're okay if you're on their side, but if you're not if you're in the middle somewhere, you're like, man, you're fresh meat, they'll just tear you to bits or try to
1: yeah so so this this weird dichotomy this this uh tug of war between divide and conquer and uh stand for something or fall for anything and i do believe very much in the idea of standing for for something you know in reference to what you were just saying now it's it's a terrible idea to be wishy-washy or to be diluted on some things and that's why i was suggesting perhaps on your foundational values you know what makes you tick those things you stand for but when it becomes further away from your nucleus like i don't know uh the middle east you know it's literally geopolitics it's does it's not about your personal being yeah uh, then yeah, perhaps yeah. then then perhaps you can start strategizing on which hill on which you know you yeah. you're happy to die
2: yeah yeah but that also that also quells conversation i think i think if i'm following what you're saying there's there's uh to be that um Meticulous about how you enter into conversations or whatever, and what side you're on, and the clarity of all of that. It, it's like that's what conversation and discussion is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about unsurety, uncertainty, and listening to other viewpoints and other angles you may not have been exposed to. And if you're afraid to present where you are with something or, you know, in a conversation, then that doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen today. I I don't think I think that's one of the great losses that, that we're experiencing is this lack of 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 passion in presenting your your position without the fear of of being thrown out of the discussion or, you know, to get hit with these nonsensical like like straw man arguments or you know, where you're all of a sudden going, well, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, you're
1: attacking mm. you with that. I mean, that seems to be the common thing. Um, yes. Uh, sorry. Well, hold on. Let me just go back to what I was saying. Uh, just for clarity. Yeah. Um, when I talk about my foundational values, it's those things that make me tick. It's the things that give me purpose and meaning when I wake up in the morning. So, for example, um, I I know where I stand, for example, on on rape, as I said earlier and mm-hmm. there isn't there isn't much in the way of you know persuading me to consider the alternative view you know like you know germ like, let's chat about why rape could be a good thing you know mm. and i don't really have i don't Oops, really have a that. position you know yeah exactly so is I mean, there I somebody
2: think, that's that believes that <laughs> that's so a I don't good think, one i, I
1: yeah. don't think i don't think some some talking points you you need to be uncertain of i think you can have a hard line position on them and you can no I fight for too. those yeah. positions yeah. um and but i'm just saying that on 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 some of the issues that that don't relate to your core being those are the ones where you can be nuanced and open for 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 persuasion
2: yes yes and you're also making a broad stroke you know i think if we had an argument about whether rape was wrong or right it would be very clear that there's a line there, and if we were talking about the punishment for rape, whether mm-hmm. it should be a capital punishment of death, or imprisonment, or rehabilitation, or whatever, then I think we would have a lot of nuance in the well, argument. Well, actually,
1: let me let me jump in there. Sorry for interrupting, but let's just let's just go mm-hmm. on to that that one about rape. Okay, so so we we both understand what rape is, so there isn't a discussion. Uh, required in order to define it where we can have uh, nuance and 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 debate is is probably what happens as a result of it the consequences as you just referred to you know what i mean
2: yeah but but you know maybe rape isn't a good example for what i was uh, the example i was making because today there is question as to whether something yes. is rape or not of course and no, so, and, so, and so dog think, whistling.
1: Yeah, not yeah, not so not I, dog whistling cat cat whistling is considered you know sexual harassment yeah, right, and thus rape. Right, yeah, right, exactly right, right. Yes.
2: Right, right. And I have a lot of issues around that because that's all part of the agenda as well. Yes. Um in my view it it can be a it can be a, a subtle uh I I just wrote an article where I was talking about conscious intentional agenda and uh, results or consequences of the conscious intentional agenda, which isn't necessarily something the agenda is putting out there consciously, intentionally. And, uh, you know, stuff, I can't think of what it was I was writing about now, but it, it would be, you know, we could say, oh, well, really, please, really, really, that's that's a conscious effort of the agenda. Um, no, it probably isn't. It's just a result of the brainwashing and the psyop and the this and the that and the whole uh, paradigm of of culture that is being developed, there's a lot of nuance to it. Um, but yeah, I yeah. anyway, I I, I kind of went off on a tangent, but I I think what you're saying, yeah, absolutely. There there is when things affect your values and your moral values, then that's that's typically where you would take your your strong stance. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, human beings have pretty much basically been the same on that, on the same page with that. I think that could be a big argument. You can have a lot of people saying, oh, that's not true. Um, But in thinking about it just off the cuff right now, it seems that, you know, I don't know how many human beings there would be in the world that would not agree that molesting a child say was okay in some circumstances or um of course the definition of molesting is is dicey i mean the definite just like you said cat calling does that now fall in the definition of sexual harassment okay no, so not. it's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but <laughs>
1: i mean todd my, my wife said the other day she says you know is is there something wrong with me? Why are guys no longer whistling at me when I'm walking?
2: <laughs> I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, I think that's very sad when that happens. It's something men will never experience, of course, well, at least real men won't. Um, but this idea that there comes a point where you're no longer attractive to the pig man, you know, the one that wants to wants to cat call or, or whatever it might be. Um, that's kind of that's, sad. You see,
1: now- Todd, what you're talking about there is a wonderful segue into your other substack, which is about the rewriting of history and Uh, included in that is, is the rewriting of definitions. I mean, that is something that the sort of the sort of postmodern woke ideological movement of the last few years has been actively doing. It's been redefining words and just, just changing the meaning of like, for example, racist. I mean, I don't know if you saw Uh the ADL, the anti what's the anti defamation They put out a definition of racism, which is <laughs> I mean, it's hilariously nonsensical. Oh, I haven't seen that.
2: Yeah. No, but it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me in the least. But that's that is all part of the I think that's part of the intentional agenda is to confuse those sayings. And also, again, there is a narrative. The agenda has a narrative. They they're not just free for all. They they want a particular thing to happen in the culture. And one of them is to um, create a non-diversive culture, like essentially that everyone is the same. And there is no diversity at all. And that you know, that seems to be pretty strange. I mean, that's like an oxymoron, you know, to say. To say, oh, diversity is about honoring people's diverse natures or whatever, but it's the opposite. It's it's wiping that out. And I think a lot of these changes in definitions are, are again, trying to centralize um, a concept of things where there is no nuance to it. Because if it includes everything, there's no nuance. So if any kind of outward sexual... Um, uh, overt uh, action I'm grabbing for words I can't really find the right ones is considered say sexual harassment then then you essentially wipe out any kind of natural biological interplay between men and women from a sexual
1: perspective. Yeah, because but that's the point of the agenda
2: that's a point of the agenda that's exactly right. Is the point of the agenda? So the agenda has a narrative. It has a it has a point. It's trying to make. It's not just loosey goosey, all over the place. Oh, this is ridiculous. They've changed this definition to be this. Isn't that ridiculous? That's so stupid. And yeah, it is. But there's a reason behind it. And the reason is to essentially neutralize, you know, um, human it's transhuman. It's, it's the steps toward transhumanism to neutralize your human state as being a person. Uh, and yes, there are bad things to do sexual harassment wise. There is a line there of what is inappropriate, but that's also a cultural decision as well. It's not necessarily a biological one. If we were just depending on biological stuff, we'd be out there with caveman clubs, you know, knocking I mean, the hottest Todd, women. Yeah.
1: I mean, have you ever wondered, I mean, how on earth has humanity survived for so long? I mean, it's only in the last few decades where suddenly we've come to the rescue of all these tragedies of humanity. I mean, I mean, <laughs> humans yeah. have have been fine. You know, they've prospered for centuries and centuries and centuries. Only now, suddenly we now need to redefine what what it means to be a woman, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's well, it's abs- absurd. It's agenda driven. And this is mm. this is where the 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 true crime that's happening really, is that people are so malleable, and and so quote, unquote, stupid, that they can be they can be manipulated this way and not go what, what, you know, that they go, Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, that's, that's the true mystery. Not that somebody's trying to manipulate us. That's not a mystery. People have been trying to do that since the beginning of time. There's always been governments and powerful people and murderers and, you know, Genghis Khans and all of that. I mean, we've always had that throughout our history of groups of people or single people trying to manipulate people. That's that's a given. But the manipulation, the ease in the manipulation uh, that sticks, you know, it hasn't been that easy in the past. I mean, the only people that were easily manipulated were the ones that were so poor and so much a victim of the system. But there's always been, or the people that didn't have arms, you know, because most of manipulation was was physical uh, in the earlier years. Uh, so there was always a good reason for it. There isn't anymore. I mean, there's not a good reason to be so easily manipulated. Uh, the irony, well, sorry, ironic. I thought,
1: I thought, yeah, I thought you were done there. The irony is that yeah, if, if you look at the, look at the <laughs> African continent, the poor yeah. people were the ones who were not manipulated during the COVID hoax. And it was the middle to upper classes around the world that were manipulated.
2: Well, that's a good point. I think that's because the manipulation is almost entirely psychological now. I, mm-hmm. And and the the people around the world, not the African continent, but the other people that were easily manipulated are the ones that have been in the system for you know the past 60, 70 years of education, of commercialism, uh, materialism, all of that, which has essentially deadened their minds to the point where you can do anything and they're hypnotized, to follow. Whereas the nation, mm-hmm. the, the continent you're in, that hasn't happened. Uh, I, I'm assuming it hasn't. I mean, the most of the people in those countries that are not easily manipulated, they may they may be if 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 troops marched in, you know, of hundreds of thousands of armed soldiers marched in like they used to do back in the old days, they might get manipulated then. Um, but this is a psychological war. This is a passive, aggressive war. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, everybody has gotten a cell phone in front of their face. That was not too hard to do. And, you know, they can put forth through anything. Yeah, there's, there, is a, there is a technological part to this. It isn't psychological. Um, but to get to the point of the technology having impact like the actual vaccine in your arm, whatever is in it, that's that's a technological manipulation. But to get you to put the shot in your arm is psychological.
1: Todd Hayen, I'll be back with you shortly. Yes, My name is Jim. This is TNT Radio.
0: With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Who says legislation isn't a contact sport? We nearly came to blows today in the United States Senate as Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma squared off against Sean Butterbean O'Brien, the general president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. O'Brien had been very critical of Mullen on X, tweeting, Greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Just a clown and a fraud. Always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, anytime, cowboy. Mark Wayne Mullen read that tweet and said, here is a place now. Now is a time you want to go and Butterbean said let's go cooler heads like Bernie Sanders intervened they weren't going to come to blows anyway this wasn't quite the caning of abolitionist Republican senator Charles Sumner by pro-slavery Democrat senator Preston Brooks of South Carolina in 1856 but it was good to see a Republican show a little spine show a little enthusiasm for his position now if we can only get mark wayne as focused on election integrity efforts and on budgetary issues as he is on posts on x for MagaInstitute.com. this is timothy shea for tnt radio when the world's endangered animals need help most when their lives are at greatest risk when they would otherwise be lost the international fund for animal welfare is there taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. Germ warfare is Jeremy now on today's news talk radio TNT.
1: Todd, you wonder ever if it's, if it's a good idea to, Rewrite history, or shall I say write history, because a lot of what we have been taught is just bunk as we've come to learn.
2: History is a good, a a good topic with that. Um, I know back when I had a a partner and a business partner who was an objectivist, a real Ayn Rand follower. And I remember reading something he had given me that that the question was, is history objective Um, from the, from the perspective of the objection objectivists ideas and the article basically said it isn't and can't be and i kind of started to get into that and realized just in common sense that there really is no way that history can be objective uh, as as it's presented to us i mean obviously the history itself is um but you know history books people that write about history and you know that famous line is that history is written by the victors Uh, As opposed to the you know, and I think that's true. But I I do think over time, just like with everything in our previous culture, it's worked out through um, non-censorship, you know, um, freedom of speech. Anybody can write a history book and the ones that are accepted and understood as as being pretty accurate. You know, it goes through a certain editorial process. Now, I think there's problems with all that because I know, like, the history of ancient Egypt, for one thing, because I study that quite a bit, is is totally off. And the further back you go, the more likely it's all conjecture and just, yeah, well, this is what we think. So, you know, they'll find one little thing and they'll go, oh, this proves all of this, and it doesn't. But recent history, like the, the comments that I was making in my article, I... I think that's reckless and really unconscionable that history is presented so totally off of what we know it to be. I mean, even common sense wise now, something like the Bridgertons, which was my focus on my attack. It's like, who cares? It's a, it's a silly TV so show. What? And uh, yeah, so what exactly? Um, but that only goes so far. Um, I think that when you present uh, historical fiction, which I actually enjoy quite a bit, I think the things that we're pretty certain of being true uh, have to be have to have to show that truth in the historical fiction. The kinds of things that become fictionalized are conversations, and you know what so and so wore on the day of of whatever. I mean, you know, those are all fictionalized parts of fictionalized fiction but you can be pretty sure that if they're talking about a war or talking about some important document throughout history that they're going to get it they're going to they're going to stay with what is known consensually as being and the the thing that i was commenting on presents itself it has a disclaimer at the beginning of the program saying it's fiction which was new this season i thought it was interesting i don't think they had that in previous seasons, so they might have gotten a little flack for it, but they're very broad stroke um, fictionalized. You know, the culture is fictionalized, the the and primarily with you know the people of color that come into the, the, the they present it in a way that it, in my view, is so different from what probably happened that it actually is offensive
1: to those cultures because it's like what, what we're him.
2: talking about okay it's offensive
1: are you hold hold on hold on hold on are you are you honestly telling me that that are you saying to me that King Henry the eighth was not black
2: oh yeah uh well maybe he was (laughs) (laughs) I mean but wasn't just recently the whole thing with Cleopatra I mean there's a big thing about Egyptians being black and it's always been around and it's like first of all so what I mean, it's like, okay, it's like, what does that mean? Does that bring some kind of legitimacy to blacks in, in, in Northern Africa if Cleopatra was actually black? And that that's where it turns into a political play. And I'm like going, well, Cleopatra was Greek, essentially. I mean, we know her family line. It's very unlikely that she had any Nubian Southern Egypt or Upper Egypt um influence in her bloodline uh so anyway but those those kinds of arguments see that the whole uh, the and everybody was gay too if you've noticed that i mean everybody throughout history you know actually ends up being gay well i mean yeah of course i
1: mean i mean haven't you heard jesus himself was a transgender black asian queer yeah (laughs) yeah
2: probably is that actually written (laughs) down somewhere
1: (laughs) no but i mean you know you, you know that it's coming Right. You know that it's coming.
2: Well, this again, in my view, and I know I sound like a paranoid nutcase, but I think all of this is intentional in some way. I mean, there may not be some person sitting somewhere and saying, let's shove some money into the Bridgerton show because it shows black people as being equal to the culture there or whatever. I, I don't think it's necessarily that it could be an emergent property, which is really bizarre. It could be anything, but I do think there's an intentional uh, uh, drive to neutralize history, at least recent history, and at least racial history, um, in order to uh, to do what we talked about earlier, in order to neutralize uh, this diversity idea that nobody's really diverse, that nobody's really struggled, that nobody is really... Um, been wrong in what they were trying to do that that they're all like just cancel them rather than present them for who they were like if you wanted to to do a film or write a book about the atrocities of some of these you know white leaders of america back in the early 1700s or 1800s late 18, uh, 1700s or whatever then do that fine you can present that but you don't just cancel them you don't redefine like you just said redefining racism or sexual assault or sexual um, harassment in order to neutralize it out to like say it doesn't it anything that you do that is say male to a female heterosexual is considered sexual assault okay male toxicity Masculine toxicity. I just wrote an article that's coming out, I think, tomorrow on this idea. Okay, that it's it's part of this underlying uh, push to neutralize sex, to neutralize sexual interest, biology, all of that. That's what is at the underneath of this. And also to weaken, you know, say weaken the masculine in the culture um, because a weak masculine means... easy easy manipulation uh but again the mystery is why is everybody going along with this
1: uh that's also something that i yes i wonder that too but but as again as i said again matthias desmet refers to as mass formation and he says around about a third of all people won't go along with it but that leaves two-thirds of people who well okay so of the two-thirds one half of that will be easily manipulated, but the other half of that um, is on the fence. And so those people you would need to talk to and try and persuade them. Um, I don't know why it is, Todd, that, that some people just see right through the stuff. I don't, I don't understand how, how <laughs> this is not, the case. It's something that I've often, I've often asked myself.
2: Well, that to me is the big question. That is the question. Everything else is interesting to look into and talk about and sort out. The big question is why is this so clear to us? It is so clear. It is, not, it is not like we have to argue and like go, oh, well, you know, I can see how people could interpret this as this and this and whatever. There's none of that. This is no different than somebody walking in and and saying to us anybody that has blue eyes deserves to die and everybody go yeah i mean it's it's like i should say brown eyes because we both have brown eyes so we definitely well i mean
1: nobody nobody (laughs) really needs yeah. nobody needs gingers we can get rid of gingers that's okay yeah right
2: (laughs) i don't know man i'm perplexed and you know, going back to to Desmond, I and and I mean, I don't. I've read his book, and and I, I haven't listened to everything he's ever said, so I'm not speaking for him. But the impression I get with his analogy, I totally agree with him. But I think there's an assumption in there that everybody starts out, quote unquote, normal, with a normal non non-pathological uh, way of thinking, and they fall into these classes as, as natural, normal human nature would cause some people to follow and some people not to and whatever. I think this goes beyond that. I, I think what we're seeing here is, I mean, it is being manipulated, but people have been manipulated, like I said earlier, Since the beginning of time, there's always been factions that try to manipulate the masses. And, you know, I mean, we saw it in Nazi Germany, but there was a reason for it. There was more of a foundation for what Hitler was doing. Like, just as a quick example, I don't think the people of Germany would have followed Hitler if they had not gone through the First World War and were not Mm. in this hyperinflation and were politically all over the place with the Versailles Treaty and everything. I don't think people would have glommed on to that. I'm going to save this country with this force and power. And I'm going to say, screw you to Europe, um, who's putting us through what it's putting us through. I think people would have looked at that and said, hey, we're fine. Why do we need that? If if that had not happened to them uh, with the First World War, that's how people are now. Why are people following this? They're living great lives. Everything's fine.
1: It's like Todd. <laughs> Some, sorry. sorry, somebody, somebody in the live chat doesn't like my my ginger joke.
2: <laughs> oh really?
1: It's just a joke. <laughs> it is a joke. That's why I love everybody. Everybody loves gingers, man. It's fine. They even make jokes yeah. about gingers in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you were making a uh, joke based on the
1: whole thing. I mean, it's mm. like the whole idea. Yes, yes. Sorry, Todd, I That's cut fine. you off. But yes, having said that, time is starting to to run against us. Can, <laughs> let's talk a little bit quickly about, about your Substack.
2: Great. Yeah, please come and join anybody that hasn't already. It's www.shrewviews.com. The shrew is the little animal and views like views. Uh, .com. And what the coolest thing about this, this sub stack is that we've really created a nice uh, community there. Um, a lot of back and forth talking and discussion. I'm just amazed at how and how insightful and with it, the people that are on, uh, you know, I know that I'm dividing people, but the people that are on this side of the fence. I don't think I've had anybody that are hardcore sheep or sheep types that have that have um, trolled us. I haven't seen that yet. So maybe a few of you out there, if you want to come and try that. Um, but it's just the conversation is so easy. And I mean, people love to hear from other people that are writing and, and uh, reading the articles and commenting on them. It's it's really very, very nice. So check it out.
1: I do enjoy your your sub stack, which is one of the reasons why I keep inviting you back onto my show. <laughs> thank um, you I love the that's I love wonderful. the general talking points I particularly in enjoy this one about uh rewriting history I think that's a topic we should probably chat about next time some more because it's it's actually an ongoing theme it's a very
2: ongoing theme and it's also one of the ones that they've they very easily slid under the rug yeah um it's it's not something that people are talking about it's not something that people care about it's like so what um but i think it's i think it has really really deep implications uh and it goes right in a long line yeah. with all the definition exactly. changes and all of that i mean it's the same thing that's
1: going on but so. i mean in some ways it's also about writing history i mean you saw what happened with tucker colson in january where he where he pointed out finally something that we all knew uh but nobody wanted to talk about it and that was what really happened to JFK you know it's the CIA's involvement and Lee Lee Harvey wasn't actually the killer and this is now writing history because history had been written incorrectly
2: well that's that's uh obviously that's the foundation for what we're talking about here Mm. um but that has been going on for a long time and it's it's very serious manipulation of history in order to to be in alignment with the narrative and with yeah. the agenda and the false flags i mean all of this stuff uh yeah. huge 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 it's not even rewriting of history it's a rewriting of the present mm. time todd it's
1: time time is against time us, my friend. Time. Gotta, shut, shut me up. up yep okay so let me say todd Hayen, hey, thank you for joining me in the trenches thank you sir Enjoyed it. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Look forward to chatting to you next time. Send me an email, Jim Warfare at tntradio.live. Always happy to hear from you. Catch you tomorrow. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the battle of ideas.